This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, Gangcon Nation? Tasha, I want to make it checking in. And you're about to hear the show presented by Express Suns Rooms of Columbia. Spurs up. It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullinax and J.C. Sherbert. So how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You play to win the game. Now, let's take it away, J.C. and Phil. Welcome into the show, everybody. Uh, Morning. Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Good to be with everybody today on a Thursday. Nice to uh, chat Gamecocks with each and every one of you today. And then some Chris Phillips from the Spurs Up show will join us. Hour number one, I think I'm going. I haven't really. I, didn't, I talked to him earlier today. I didn't confirm with him, but I'm pretty sure I'm going on afterward. Um, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun kicking around some of these things. Uh, Nana Sports chat box is already blowing up. I help consulting mailbag has a lot in it uh, that we'll get to as we as we like to keep it uh, interactive uh, each and every day. Uh, I'll tell you this right now: um, there's some changes coming to the show that I, I can't uh, announce just yet. Um, they're good changes. You guys, I think, will be pleased. Uh, and I had a chance to get kind of a sneak peek of, of, of one of those changes, a couple of those changes earlier today. Man, I got fired up about it, Phil. So nice. Um, I haven't I haven't even told Phil. I had to come right here and uh, <laughs> tell you uh, about it. So that's the deal uh, right there. I don't have anything to add on Trey John Jeffcoat other than what I told you yesterday. I kind of expected some sort of resolution to the situation um, yesterday because of some deadlines. My understanding is. Uh, he's willing to be somewhat flexible um, as far as getting in and waiting. And uh, that's yet another reason um, why I, I uh, you know, I'll be very disappointed if, if he doesn't get in. I'll just say that. And, uh, you know, if, if I were in charge, whoever made that final call uh, would be fired tomorrow. Uh, of course, if I were in charge, I'd just overrule them. But uh, that's yeah. just the thing there. Uh, NIL, pleased to announce for Sean Lee, South Carolina offensive lineman, has signed an NIL deal with Carolina Rise. I think now we're up to like three or four offensive linemen. So we got the whole big uglies, Phil. How about that? That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Has to be has to be some kind of some kind of commercial. like Because uh, I'll just go ahead and tell you, Ja'Kai Moore will be announced this afternoon. So, uh, maybe there's something they can do, like a, a commercial or something, with all four of them. They're yeah, got to pull them all things. together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Get a, get, so anybody got like a tractor supply company? They want to, they want to, you know, big ugly offensive linemen are great at uh, promoting things like that. You know, through some really that, can, uh, yeah, you got to throw some at Gargiulo, get the whole, you know, get all five. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't know, man. He, he's a, he's a ma- he, he's a made man. You know, that's <laughs> I right. Know, that's I don't, right. You know, I don't know. <laughs> 
So you want to do some business? You know, nah, I, I uh, actually, I, I'll say this about Gargiulo. I, I did, I did speak with us. I think I may, may have mentioned this yesterday. I did speak with a source that just raved about the kid. Um, and I think I did mention it on the show that he's listed at 270. That's old. We need to update that on the, on the 24 seven site. He's 305. They feel really good uh, about what they got with him. Uh, and so that's good. Um, and, uh, I feel pretty good about the rest of those guys, Phil. You know, Wanamaker's played a lot of ball. Jakai, yeah, yeah. I, I thought Jakai kind of found a home on the interior later in the year. Uh, he's played a lot of ball. Vershawn Lee's played a lot of ball here. Case uh, and Henry, who redshirted last year, they feel like he's going to be a stud. Um, yeah. And then you got the, the kid that came in from Western Illinois, plus Gargiulo. Uh, so offensive line, I don't know. I don't want to hype them. <laughs> Uh, I think or you be could less say conf- even with the newer faces, they came in early. They're going to have at least all spring to you know try to gel yeah. and get together. So it's good. It's it's not. Uh, yeah. I don't think we're going to take a know. step backwards. No, no, and I, I think that was kind of one of the concerns because you, you lose a Wanham and a Gwen and a Douglas. You know those guys have played a lot of ball, but uh, you know heck, you, you never know. They could be better than mm-hmm. next year. That offensive line such a crapshoot. Who knows? Um, Speaking of offensive linemen, Cam Pringle set to announce. Anybody nervous? Anybody nervous about this? I've, mm. I've detected some nerves. Uh, <laughs> got up today, uh, BigSpur.com. There was a hundred and, and our guys on the BigSpur.com, a couple, we have a couple of posters. They're really, really good. Uh, some of people think I get mad about this. I don't because the message board is supposed to be like this community where everybody shares a lot of different things. Um, but, but we have a couple of guys that they pull everything they can off social media when it comes to recruits and post it. And there were some nerves on Gamecock Twitter about Pringle, right? And then a lot of, a lot of assumption, you know, a lot of assumption. Um, we talked about Spartanburg restaurants yesterday, Phil, and uh, I know I sent you that Wrigley uh, picture behind you. Yes, yeah. Uh, for some reason, my blind butt keeps, like, glancing at it and looks like the beacon from here. But- <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm like, yeah, give me chili Represent, cheese. Yeah, call it. Mm-hmm. Call it. You know, that's the that's the most famous JC from Spartanburg right there. The, the JC Strobel from from the Beacon. Call it chili cheese. I love mm-hmm. that guy. Uh, and then I, you know, I had a bad dream about the pot of chili last night too. No, uh, I had a dream. Red almost fell into it, and I'm like, oh my god. Because uh, at first, at first, I was like happy for him because like he'll love eating that. But I was like, wait a minute, it's probably like two hundred degree chili there. No, it could hurt. Sure. Yeah. Um. But, but you know, so yeah, I had a boy to go all the time. I had a dream. Red was flying one day, like flying around the house with did have wings. I don't know how the hell he was doing it, but uh, flying around the house. I mean, it, it's 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 kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. The fiance is having a uh, colonoscopy today. Oh, well, good luck. If, you, if anybody's ever prepped for that, I did when I was in my late 20s. It's not fun. So there hasn't been a lot of fun here around the house. I got to go. Uh, they give you these drugs, you know, when you when you get that done because they, they basically stick like the, I don't know, if you've seen Star Wars, the very first one, that, that, that robot with the ball uh, that sticks his head up out of the trash, the droid or whatever. <laughs> they stick that up your, your backside, man, and it's uh, – it's not fun, but they give you they give you like drugs. You like go to Hawaii for two hours. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I gotta right? pick yeah. her up later. 
Uh, wait a minute. What else, what else is going on in my life? Uh, anyway, no, that's all good. Uh, Nana Sports chat box rocking and rolling today. Uh, and oh, oh, I did not mention this at the top of the show. And I meant to guess what episode number it is today, Phil. We hit 100 today, man. It's nice. We've done we this 100 it. times. Wow. It's only getting better and bigger. That's and right. we've had some... We had some bumps in the road, you know. I, I I apologize about my vertigo issue, but uh, I, I think now that I got that patch, and you know, I won't be going bowling without it or, or doing any kind of ex, you know strenuous <laughs> stuff where my gigantic head topples back and forth and the crystals in my ears. I guess that's what causes it gets to go. Uh, I'll, I'll be probably probably pretty good, but yeah, uh, you know. And we started this thing, and um, I started it kind of to fill the JB and Goldwater void. Wasn't trying to kind of replace them. It's a different kind of show. But uh, you guys have been awesome listening and uh, and all that. And, you know, I've enjoyed it. I enjoy seeing Phil every day. Uh, for know, sure. We're, buddy, we're buddies, and I don't get to see him. I get to see him every day for two hours now. So that that's awesome uh, and all that. So so it, getting to 100 episodes is because of you guys. Because if nobody had listened, we'd probably just been like, eh, that didn't work. Well, yeah. Well, that was that was fun. It was fun while it lasted, but uh, yeah, we're really, really picking up and all that. Uh, Nana Sports chat box, boom, boom for yeah. the chat box, shakalaka. Austin says, "Congrats on 100 episodes." Thank you, Austin. Jerry says, "Awesome accomplishment." Uh, Danny, Danny has a question here. So, with Enos going to Arkansas, it seems like it could help with Harbor. It could, but the the draw there is close to home somewhat with their track program and Loxley and, you know, just staying at home. Um, but I don't, I, I've never really thought Maryland, I mean, Maryland is a dark horse for sure for this kid, but I've never right. really thought Maryland was one of his top schools. I think, you know, like, okay. So he did go to a Maryland basketball game, but guess who was with him? Big tree. Where's big <laughs> tree going? South Carolina. So, um, you know, I, I don't know that that's been a problem. I also talked to someone the other day that has some connections with Under Armour and said that Kevin Plank is not recruiting for Maryland. Uh, he mm-hmm. was asked because he was at the game to meet with some folks. So, uh, and I believe this person too. So uh, I'll clear, clear that up right now if people want to blame Kevin Plank. Now, do I think South Carolina at some point should explore moving to Nike or Jumpman? Yes. Uh, yes, has nothing to do with that contract. I just, you know, I don't want to sit here and like, you know, blame the blame the dude or people have, you know, getting mad at the guy when, when he hadn't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jared says, "Happy Hundo." Saunders says, "What will Loxley do at OC now?" Don't know. It's interesting because mm-hmm. Enos is a good OC. I mean, Enos uh, helped uh, the Philadelphia Eagles design their RPO game they use with uh, Jalen Hurts. And last I checked, Eagles are doing pretty good. By the way, the NFC semis, wow. <laughs> Take me back to the old school. Yeah, you got oh, three yeah. N- three NFC East teams that you know hate each other. It's still in the mix and the 49ers. <laughs> da- Dallas San Francisco was like the NFC championship game when I was a kid for like three straight years. And then the Eagles and Giants. Oh my God. Yep. The it's Eagles crazy, man. This like throwback. I know, I know. <laughs> those two, they, they, those fan bases. The oh god, they they're, they hate each other. So uh, a, that's going to be just fun. a lonely Washington fan over here having to watch the whole damn thing unfold in front of me. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you guys are the, 
The, the commanders were the odd man out this year. That's right. You That's know. right. We had a shot. Just oh. couldn't win. You got to win the games. Yeah. Brian says, morning, fellas, baseball question. Will Stone Blanton contribute this year? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, based on my conversations with Little and things like that. You know, and a lot of times these football guys come in, and, and, and they're baseball guys too, but you know, those, those cats that work on baseball year-round you know, tend to have a leg up. I think you got to be very, very special uh, to have, have success with both. Um, and uh, like Clint adds, I don't, I, I don't think Stone is planning on playing this season. Uh, I would say think on that because I haven't confirmed it with him or, or anybody. But that is the that is the word. Sean says, "What's this talk about Pringle in Florida, Georgia?" I don't know, Ben. I don't know. He's an elite <laughs> talent. You know how these things go sometimes. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like where South Carolina stands. I really, I really, really do. Uh, there's no guarantees. There's never any guarantee when it comes to recruiting. But I like where the Gamecocks stand. So, I'm not going to. Everybody's like nervous. Oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. You just scare everybody on this episode. right? <laughs> Chris says, good morning, clowns. Good morning. Saunders says, cleanse that because of the shoulder stuff. Or is he trying to focus on football? Two sports tough in college. Well, Stone has a chance to start. I don't know if you asked Clint, not me, but still has a chance to start uh, next year in football. He needs to get faster. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. He needs to get more comfortable with the defense, which is perhaps more important. Um, Payne says, congrats on hitting the century mark. Uh, Joey says, should ask Chris Phillips his thoughts on Mark Ryan, since I believe he goes on his show. So does Brad Crawford. Not going to get into it. <laughs> not on this show i've given that dude enough air time mark ryan uh anyway uh brun nation's game got Murray says any news on this nil thing that cornblue tweeted about a few days ago i don't have much to add from what you know from what phil reported uh but i do think this is going to be really good for south carolina I take it from someone who's been in the middle of all this uh, I do think this is going to be a good deal for the Gamecocks. Uh, and for Carolina Rise, and for Garnet Trust, and for everybody else. You know, I I, I, uh, I think that's the deal there. Um, change to the show, number one, Phil with hair. Big Ooh. Slam of Jamma said that. <laughs> I don't know. I need, I need to get Phil one of these Carolina Rise beanies. But, uh, it's been a I'm long sure. time since Phil's had hair. By the way, did it snow down there, Phil? Not here it's just uh, it's been miserable jc it's just that cold rain you know that uh, yeah that 40 to 50 40 low 50 degree wet is not fun but man eh, you know ah, yeah that's kind of seattle weather there yeah, I my saw little one was like, like is it gonna snow I'm like, well, we got another month or two <laughs> it's like it's like this it's like yeah yeah there's always that one week in march down south it's bitterly cold yeah, yeah, it uh, might snow, I, I, you know, six, seven I inches. Think, yeah. I think I picked up on that more in Nashville when I was there because it was like every year in Nashville you'd have that one week in March. And then it'd just get warm and it was pleasant. And Nashville stays about, during the spring months, probably about five to ten degrees cooler than, than uh, the upstate and the rest of South Carolina. Uh, nothing like here where <laughs> – the whole time I've been here, it's kind of chilly even at night, Phil, until like, like it's in the 40s at night in May here. I bought myself a new coat yesterday. North Face 
First time I've oh. gone with the the big bad brand because one of the kids fancy. got a North Face jacket. I was like, that's fancy. <laughs> um, yeah, I never thought I'd be wearing a North Face anything, but uh, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. But anyway, so uh, yeah, up here, June 1st, exactly, it turns warm. Exactly, June 1st, every single My time, clock. right? Even even Memorial Day is not, it's hit or miss, you know? Mm. Uh, and then I don't know when it gets cold, you know? And that's a good thing. One of the good things about here, the falls are very pleasant, very, very pleasant. But anyway, we don't talk about that. Cam Johnson says, good morning, mm. JC and Phil. Uh, and I like Cam's takes on players. He says, just got done watching Jerron Willis's highlight tape. We got us a good one. I think so. I think he's really, he's big, he's instinctive. I understand, like, some people want to project him as an edge because he's already big, but, I mean, heck, Brad Johnson was a big edge. Pup Howard's a big kid. So maybe that linebacker spot in this defense is supposed to be kind of a bigger guy. But, uh, yeah, I think he's got a lot of potential, a lot of potential. Uh, Jared says, lots of nerves with UGA. Ooh. I'm scared. Mm. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, it's recruiting. You never know. You, you never know. Um, I'll tell you what, as far as like what's all – like the, the things that bother me about this sometimes, uh, I'm a lot – I have a lot more angst and consternation about the Trey John Jeffcoat situation than I do the Cam Pringle situation. And that yeah. has nothing to do with like what I think of Pringle as a player because I think he's elite. Mm. But um, you know, who knows? Um, Chris says if if I had to choose between Harbor and Pringle, I'm choosing Pringle, cornerstone of the left side of the O line for years. Uh, Brian says, do you think we get Nick Harbor? It's up in the air, man. And I, I and look, you guys can keep asking every day. I, I, please, please ask me every about it. I'm not going to get sick of answering the question, but it's just one of those things. You know, AJM2 says, JC's hair is getting outrageous, and so is yours, Phil. That's right. I got to put mine's a bit unruly. <laughs> Bruin Nation says, people are scared he's going to Florida because he keeps recruiting Florida stuff. He ain't going to that. Yes, show. <laughs> Look, I'm not. I'm tweeting, tweeting, whatever. You know. Um, AJM2 says, the prep for a colonoscopy is the worst part. Uh, J76 says, JC, what in the hair is going on, my man? Yeah, it, it's a little nuts today, isn't it? I didn't, I got up this morning, man. I've been mailing magnets and koozies and stuff and trying to get on Big Spur and all that good stuff uh, and answer questions, which is all that. But, uh, you know, so I didn't have time. I basically sprinted back there at like, you know, five till the top of the show and threw a visor on. I had a beanie I was going to wear. Mm. Cover this monstrosity up, but then I was like, "Oh well." You see, when it, when it gets like this, Phil, people ask me if that's my real hair. So it's grown back, all nice, thick, full. I mean, you know, I don't, you know, so when I shaved my head like the first time, <laughs> it's been many times. Uh, everybody's like, well, "You're in your forties; it may not grow back." And I'm like. <laughs> Not a chance. My granddaddy died with a full head of hair on his head. Mm. He was 79 or something. And it didn't even turn gray until he was 70. How about that? Wow. Um, Chris is with you on the command. Uh, mm. Stacy said, JC, you're not willing to be the Clemson guy who said Travian Robertson 100% to Clemson. Yeah, not willing to do that. I've, I've, I've said that for a while. Um, Xavier says North Face makes the best cold weather gear. That's why it costs so much. 
Um, all that good stuff. All right. So there's a lot of questions here. Uh, we do have a Carolina Rouse visor, but I can get one with fake hair. And hey, had Carolina kept winning and I had not cut my hair, that that product was coming. Like say Carolina got up the like the open date undefeated this past year, that product yes. with the hair was coming. The JC visor. So, all right, we're gonna um, we're gonna take a break because we're overdue. We'll be back in a little bit. Don't forget Chris Phillips coming up right here on the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. This is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. We are presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call at 803-446-4662 to set up a no-obligation consultation about a potential backyard retreat for your home. And the first hour of the show, as always, is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the Upstate. Give Cindy a call for all your Upstate residential real estate needs, 864-414-5271. And we made it to 100 episodes, JC. I can't believe it. It's just been overwhelmingly positive. (laughs) Could have been like a commemorative video, like, you know, with some sappy song. In it, you know, right. Like friends are friends forever. You know, I don't know. <laughs> or, 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 or I don't know. I was going to say boys to men, but that's the end of the road. We're not even. Yeah, yeah, that, right. That's yeah. sending the wrong message here. Everybody, you want to make people scared. We're, we're really just getting started. By the way, if you go to right. in now, it's it's not a hundred percent like up. It's functional, but it's not, it's not something I'm out promoting on social media. But I'll promote it to our audience. Uh, you guys that want to buy, I get asked, T-shirts, uh, Inside the Game Crash T-shirts, Big Spur T-shirts. Craig asked about that yesterday. Um, Carolina Rise gear is there, too. Uh, InsideTheGameCocks.com is now going to be Inside the Gamecocks, the store. And we got that. We got Find a Damn Way. We got the Dowel Login shirts. Um, a portion of everything, everything we sell We'll go to Carolina Rise. A hundred percent of the proceeds for what we sell in that store of the Carolina Rise specific gear goes back to the players. So you know we're not trying to get rich off the store. Uh, I think our boy Chris Phillips, who's going to join us here in about five or six minutes, he's kind of got the corner market on the podcast gear thing. But I, I, I have had some requests about you know Big Spur stuff, ITG stuff. Uh, Dowell Loggins, Logger stuff, uh, whatever we're branding. And I felt, uh, you know, because I had the old Carolina Rise um, 
site that I needed to do something with when we, you know, we got it redesigned or whatever. And so that's what we're doing with that. So check that out. InsideTheGameCocks.com uh, is the Inside the Gamecocks, the store. Uh, mm-hmm. watched the Georgia 2014 game. Secondary was awful. Amazing they won. Yeah, Georgia couldn't stop the Gamecocks. And then nope. I think that's one play call in his life Mike Bobo would like to have back. But people criticize him for it because he threw it when they were running up Carolina's butt. But the guy was wide open. I mean, the guy was – you know, Hudson Mason, like, one-hopped it out there because one of the guys um, – gosh, one of the Dixon boys got after him, you know, in, in that game. But that was a heck of a game. Second time I can remember 3.30 kickoff on CBS with Georgia Carolina, uh, and uh, there was a weather delay. Uh, that also yeah. happened in, in 02. Uh, I was in West Upper and got drenched. And, I mean, and that that O two game was like it was so disappointing the outcome of it. But that O two game was like we're trying to get down. It was like shoot, let's just stay here and hope we don't get struck by lightning because everybody we couldn't go anywhere. We we're already wet anyway. Um, Joey says any idea of when the twenty twenty four commencement announced? Thought I saw he had two silence. Yes, you do. They're good players. Um, what I was told directly was heading out of February. There's going to be a lot of people talking about 2024 recruiting. So mm-hmm. my guess is that's kind of the time frame. Uh, specifically, these kids hadn't said. So uh, it could be at any time. Coop, Michael Cooper from the Lakers, chimes in. Remember Michael <laughs> Cooper from the LA Lakers? Mm-hmm. Great shooter. With Browse leaving Arkansas, do you see Rocket Sanders maybe hitting the portal? I don't. This was and, something I thought about just for a few seconds. I was like, well, that would be interesting, but uh, I don't know. I don't see it. I, I just don't. And, like, that was just kind of a – that was a, it was kind of a part two of a two-part uh, strong rumor that people – like, I, you know, the folks that talked about it, like, on their podcast or, or wherever uh, – I see why they did because it was coming from people who should know better, but you know, it's not always right. These days you got to be careful. Uh, Me and myself included of who you listen to. So uh, I think getting Jimmy Smith would have been tough enough uh, because he's a Pittman loyalist. And then rocket Sanders is going to have to fly over, you know, probably combined about $50 million with the NIL money and choose to come to Carolina to do it. So uh, now if he did, I'd be happy. Everybody should be happy. He's right. a hell of a player. No uh, doubt. But I don't – I mean, Dan Enos is going to be a really good offensive coordinator for them anyway. He's probably just as good as Kendall Browse, just to be honest. If, if you're talking to me about, like, what I like offensively, I definitely have Kendall Browse over Enos. But the folks that kind of like what Enos does, they, they, they're they really high on him, really high. He just went to Miami like a fool. <laughs> don't go to, I mean, if you're a coach, you're going to go to Miami. I wouldn't go to Miami if you, you had to pay me a bunch of money. Um, Strickland says, Carolina Rise Visor. Here we go. Sean said, Who owns 24 7? How did it start? Phil, remind me to get back to that. That's a longer kind of story. All right. Um, CB, yeah, 24 7 is a subsidiary of CBS Sports right now. Um, so there we go. Uh, 76 is big, strong boy here, JC. Can you get these t-shirts that are lengthier? I think they are. I don't know. They cover up my gut, man. 
big watch says hello. All right, we got to get a break. Chris Phillips on the other side <laughs> on High Energy Thursday right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sent you. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. First hour of the show is brought to you by the Colwell Banker Kane Realty Team and Cindy Searfoss here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call for your upstate residential real estate needs, buy or sell, 864-414-5271. And we are joined now by Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show on the McKellar Enterprises guest line. Welcome in, Chris. Good to see you this week, man. How you doing? Phil, JC, it's always a pleasure. Appreciate you guys having me on and uh, looking forward to our conversation today. Yeah, man, for sure. What well, Chris, are uh, uh, what do you make of this basketball team that we've got this year, Chris? We have a basketball team? No, I'm just kidding. We'll just get uh, it out of the way right quick yeah, and then move um, on to other stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I, I will say this. I thought Lamont's comments after the loss Tuesday night were very telling, and we published the – the quote, as we do from time to time, some interesting things coaches or others have to say. Um, I thought what he said, though, after the game, basically talking about between Hayden, Gigi, and Michi, if they struggle, we struggle, right? And mm-hmm. we've sort of said that all year, and I know that might might kind of sound like no duh, but uh, we, we knew lack of depth was going to be an issue with this team, and it's just a, a personnel problem, right? I don't know that you can even say at this point, you know, I see some on social media, it's a Lamont Paris problem. I just don't think they have the bodies, right, and especially down low. So, um, you know, what you saw at Kentucky, that was the recipe if South Carolina is going to pull a big upset. Michi Johnson has to play out of his mind. Gigi Jackson has to play like the freshman All-American we all know he can be. Hayden Brown's got to be, you know, above average in support. Chico Carter's got to be above average in support. Like, if everybody's not clicking, they don't even have a chance. So, uh, you know, I, I think this is the 
this is the you know the 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 impact of ripping the band-aid off of the Frank Martin era and while it was necessary it, it is painful in the short term so it, it's unfortunate because basketball is already men's basketball is already one of those things guys where I mean l- let's face it right South Carolina is not exactly a men's basketball school like I don't think that's something that I mean just to give you just to give you guys an example you know, we do the countdowns for all of the major sports or whatever, and I hadn't done it for basketball before, right? We started 100 days for football. But I started the countdown 31 days out until basketball season, and, of course, that crosses over during football. And I was doing the countdown, and I literally had people replying to the posts, like, why are you posting this? It's football season. And I'm just <laughs> like, like, we do we even care? Do we even care? So – I don't know. I'm not trying to say I, – I think Gamecock fans love their basketball, but unfortunately, like, if we don't have a product on the floor, it's just really hard for people to get invested. And, uh, you know, I said it yesterday that, unfortunately, basketball most seasons, it feels like is that thing between the end of football season and opening day that we kind of just do to kill the time, and I hate that. But, uh, you know, that's what Lamont Paris is working to change. So, Year one or year zero, as I've labeled it before, man, it is it's it is what it is. And, unfortunately, I just think we're shorthanded. And, you know, I think this team will provide, probably provide us two or three more big, crazy upsets or, or just, you know, games where they show us a sign of life. But, yeah, over the long haul, guys, I, I think this is probably a three, maybe four win SEC team at best. Yeah, it just doesn't uh, – and you're right. And, and, you know, those three guys, you know, Michi uh, – you know, Gigi, of course, is a really good player, but that, that, that's just uh, – and then Hayden Brown, uh, you know, those are good players, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they, they don't have post guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think – I still think – I haven't given up completely on Josh Gray yet. I think Hank and Sanford is going to be pretty good in time. Um, Osmond Verdonk is – Verdonculus, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, Hey, that was coming guys. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, Chico Carter does some nice things. It's just, yeah. uh, it is. And it was an interesting comment he made to Mike Morgan when he said I should have hit the portal harder. And hmm. that, that kind of made me scratch my head a little bit. I'm like, uh, the whole roster left. I mean, yeah. you didn't want to hit the portal or, you know, uh, but Hey, you live and you learn and, and, and all that. You know, NIL and college basketball, college basketball, people think it's weird in football and baseball. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Insane in men's college basketball. Not, not to turn the questions back on you guys on your own show, but, I mean, are, are we certain G.G. Jackson's one and done? I mean, I, I've, I've been convinced this entire time that he is, but, you know, and I think, you know, you're seeing <clears throat> the impact of you're asking a 17-year-old to carry your team. But, yeah. you know, you, you watch his game and I'm like, would another year in college hurt him, like, to develop? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just – I don't know. It, it, it's you know, interesting. Certain he's gone. I mean, it's, I, I guess that's my question. Yeah, I mean, I asked the same question, I think, last week and just kind of threw it out there. You know, is it is he a lottery pick? You know, and then he's still projected as such. I think that's really the key, Chris, is, is you know, if, if he projects as a lottery pick in the draft, he goes this year. I mean, that way you go with the devil you know in the current – uh, NBA, CBA, right. if you will, uh, and not have to worry about, you know, going through that transition and what might happen, you know, for contracts moving forward. If you hold out another year is my understanding. One of the reasons why he re- reclassified anyway to come into this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then 
that's kind of incongruous with what he says, though. You know, it was like stay at home, be an Asia right. Wilson character, you know, help build this program. So, you know, I just think I think it all revolves around whether or not they think he's going to be a lottery pick. And if he yeah. is, then thanks, Gigi. Had fun. We'll see yeah. you later. See, I think it's first round, I, you know, because the money's still there. But uh, I just I don't see him coming back to South Carolina next year regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel uh, like the entire a, reason he reclassified was to get, get to the a, league. Get like to the league quicker. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but Phil does bring up a great point about the CBA and all that with them. So, um, I, I, and for that reason, I, I agree completely with Phil that there's motivation for him to go ahead uh, and make that jump. Um, Trey John Jeffcoat situation, I can't say too much about it. I told the audience that, Chris. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the more I hear about it, the more – you know, I don't know what the outcome is going to be here, but the more I hear about it, the more I, I and, and I don't even know if we'll all know who to blame because there's still people that want to go burn down the admissions office, right. which, hey, sometimes, you know, the admissions office has deserved a little bit of criticism, right? Right. That's not in this situation. So, man, the more I hear about it, the more I'm like, if he does not get into South Carolina, uh, something is bad wrong with fairness, mm -hmm. uh, justice, if you will, um, the, the decisions that universities make, uh, all of that, you know, mm -hmm. all that. Cause it's, uh, you know, I, I, I've got the details on it. Can't share it, but, um, you know, let's just say that, uh, this shouldn't even be in question. Right. right yeah. Yeah. It's a tough situation. And I, I feel for Jeff Coat too. Because I mean, he, he leaves a That's, steady situation in Mizzou, and now you know his future, <clears throat> his future's up in the air. I mean, you know, to your point, I know, I know we're all thinking about us, but yeah, it's the kid. It's a tough yeah, situation. The, so. He's doing all this, Chris. I think. I mean, yeah. I feel bad for him at this point. I mean, Carolina, they can always go try to scrape it together yeah. and find another player or move somebody. Who knows if Desmond and Montague Reigns may be stars as freshmen, like the two safeties yeah. next year. I mean, there's there's a way Carolina can get, but the, with Trajan Jeffcoat, I mean. Doing this to this kid, man, it just uh, – uh, it's unfortunate. So, I hope they get it resolved. Yeah. But uh, yeah. at the same time, you know, they may not. So, so I'll say it here. But, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is a tough situation. So, I mean, again, the Gamecocks will be fine. They're, they'll cover their bases. They could just go snag somebody else from the portal or, like you said, depend on one of their young guys. But, yeah, I, I just think about Jeffcoat. I, I don't know what's – how that situation's going to play out for him. And, yeah, I mean, obviously, fing fingers crossed it works out. Absolutely. Um, so, there's a big uh, recruiting decision coming up this weekend for 2024. Mm. Cam Pringle. Mm. Um, and, and so, kind of a, a, a smaller picture and a bigger picture question here. So, mm. smaller picture-wise, heck of a player, right? Uh, I think getting a franchise offensive tackle – in any class is special. I think Carolina could obviously is trending towards getting two if they get Pringle and then Josiah Thompson. Uh, but I think short term that that is a huge recruiting win. Uh, I think for for the Gamecocks, considering you know most Woodland kids over the years have gone to Clemson. Mm -hmm. um, he's got <clears throat> an offer list. You know, name your school yeah. across college football that wants yeah. him, um, and, and and that's not always a position that. We have a plethora of in our state. So, uh, short term, your thoughts on him? 
I mean, I think the Gamecocks have got a great shot landing, but I agree with you, right? Keep keeping your in-state guys home. I mean, you look back <clears throat> over the history of South Carolina, and especially 10 to 13, you know, when you were winning your most games, you were able to keep guys like Pringle uh, at USC, right? You're able to keep those guys home. So, I mean, again, you look at his offer list, and it's everybody you can think of. And, and uh, you know, I, I think that Shane here, I love the fact that, again, we talked about in the 2023 signing class, he's made it a point. He understands you win in the trenches, right? And, and I thought that uh, the thing that stood out to me, you know, I watched the national championship game, but before the game, you know, Nick Saban made the point. He was on that panel, and he talked about the line of scrimmage, that Georgia's going to be able to bully them up front. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So it's not the flashiest thing or the sexiest thing, but uh, it's one of the most important things, if not the most important thing. If you don't have those guys up front, the rest of it sort of falls apart. So, I mean, Pringle, again, you know, highly sought after guy. There's a reason why six seven three thirty. You know, everybody wants him. And again, like you mentioned, uh, like you mentioned, JC would be a huge recruiting win for Carolina and one they need to get. I think so. Um, I mean, I think they've got a good shot from everything we've heard. And uh, you know, what what a, what a start to the 2024 class. I know they got a couple other guys, but but what a uh, a cornerstone piece of the class that would be. And it'd be just another notch for Beamer, right, as he continues to build the program. And I know they want to continue to to elevate recruiting and. Um, you know, take it to the next level. So Pringle would be a huge piece of that. Yeah, it starts in state, man. And you start thinking about it uh, along and along. You know, I mean, the 2022 class, uh, Beamer's first full class, uh, obviously disappointing losing Antonio Williams at the end there. Uh, Adam Randall was already committed <laughs> to Clemson. Um, but you, you you look at that in-state class, Nick Evan Warre, DQ Smith, Xavier Short, and I think uh, Kyla Horton. Uh, at least two of those guys have panned out. Well, then go to 2023, and I think Carolina signed everybody that they wanted from the top, mm-hmm. uh, except, um, you know, and I think it's debatable how high he was on Carolina's board, but uh, mm-hmm. the kid from um, Oceanside, or Monroe Freeling, uh, yeah. who went to Georgia, the offensive tackle <clears> there. And, and I'll tell you this right now, uh, Monroe Freeling's a good prospect, but he's not Josiah Thompson or Cam Pringle, I'll tell you that yeah. right now. Um, but you know, so, so it's starting to be, you know, when you look at just the recruiting and the top players or whatever, Chris, it, it does look like it's, it's trending back to kind of where Spurrier had it. Muschamp yep. signed guys in state. Don't get me wrong, but did he kind of mop up in state? I, I don't yeah. know. I, I wouldn't have said that, but, yeah. uh, you know, well, so I, I think starting to get just, just about everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I think to your point, Will Muschamp, and I mean, not to take anything away, although I don't think many people would, would care if I did, but, uh, you know, realistically, I think Muschamp and company, I think they were beneficiaries of, of Clem Sucks not having to recruit in-state. I mean, they were just going and getting the 25 best of whoever they wanted, number one player from Ohio, number one player from Alabama, right? They didn't have to recruit in-state. And so I think you saw us kind of picking up all those in-state guys. And, again, that's not taking anything away, but I think the the dynamic was a little bit different. You know, I was going to make this point in regards to in-state recruiting because I got, I got a buddy of mine that actually works – uh, on the staff, University of Georgia, and he does some stuff with recruiting, whatever. I mean, he's right in there in the trenches with Kirby and those guys. But I asked him a couple of years ago about recruiting. And I, and, I, and also, by the way, this is a total side note, but uh, he was at Georgia when Shane was there, and he, he loves loves Beamer, loves Beamer, mm-hmm. thinks he's going to do great things at Carolina. But uh, anyways, I asked him about recruiting. I was like, you know, how important really is – is, you know, putting up a fence around the home state and, uh, you know, because everybody makes such a big deal out of that. He's like, you know, it's a big deal, especially in the state of Georgia, right? There's so many good players. and But he's like, you know, our goal in recruiting is go get the best 25 guys. That, that's We don't care where they're from. We want to keep our guys home, no doubt. 
And so I would say that too, like, you know, I love the fact that we don't just stick the state of South Carolina. I, I don't think you can build an elite class only recruiting players from the state of South Carolina, but you need to keep these guys home, man. Like, like the guys that are in state, you know, we all know that South Carolina, it produces great talent, but maybe it doesn't produce talent to rate it to say a Georgia or a Florida or a California or a Texas, whatever. But when you have these big time elite guys, again, you need to keep them home, right? Because it's, it, it it's it burns it cuts deeper right when guys like this you know back in the day they used to go to Tennessee they used to go to Auburn they used to go to Georgia you know and some still do and then you're playing those guys and they're beating you and it's just like man like it hurts worse you know what I'm saying so uh, keeping these guys home um, you know continuing to build your brand in the state you know it's it's not everything but I think it is massively important so you know and and it starts with the 24 class with a guy like a like a Pringle and, and Thompson if you will so. Yeah, the 2023 class, six guys from South Carolina. Uh, you mentioned Georgia, and, and that, that's interesting because Georgia's always going to be important uh, for the Gamecocks because I mean, you think about the history of the program, Sterling Sharp, Georgia, Connor Shaw, Georgia, George Rogers, Georgia. Uh, recently, J.J. Yeah. Barry and Kevin Harris, they're from Georgia. Um, lots of – Josh Vance from Georgia, you know. Uh, they, they've always kind of gotten, you know, good players out of there. Uh, I, I think there's a tier you have to hit. I, I don't think it's realistic to go in there and beat the Bulldogs on a lot of guys yeah. right now, uh, yeah. and really ever. Um, yeah. But but you got to beat Auburn. You got to beat Florida State. You got to beat Florida. You got to beat Tennessee on, on a lot of those Georgia kids. And I kind of look at the Georgia class this year for for this 2023. And my goodness, uh, you look up and Kilgore's a four star. Braswell's a four star. Swain is a uh, rocketed up the own three own three released their final ranking. Yeah. I think he's fifty first in the country. Travon yeah. Ball is the Under Armour All American. You know Georgia wasn't really involved with a lot of these kids, the University of, but they're good players, Chris. Yeah. I mean th- yeah. these guys are decorated in their own right. So yeah. uh, I like the Georgia strategy that they're implementing, as well as going up to DC and all that. And I think if you start looking at that, combined with the in state, the Georgia kids, the, the, the going down to Florida and picking off guys. Um, especially with, uh, you know, the Pup Howard and, and Kelton Henderson and guys like that. Uh, and then you go up to the DMV and you're, you're signing the best of the best from up there uh, or getting your share of it. I think that is enough uh, for mm-hmm. South Carolina. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you for sure. And, I, again, I think there's enough good players. There's enough elite players in the state of Georgia to go around. That's the good news. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I mean, listen, when you speak on recruiting, the bottom line is this, and I actually jumped on with uh, Mark Rogers of the Voice of College Football right before this show and, he just asked me about kind of the the feelings on Shane Beamer after year two, and when you think about recruiting and all, you know all of the above. I mean, how could you not be thrilled? How could you not be ecstatic, right? I mean, coming off a season in which you, you know, you win games back to back, top ten wins, first time that's ever happened in school history. You beat two teams in the top ten in the same season, first time since 2013. And then you look at recruiting and you look at blue chip ratio, and that's the thing everybody wants to pound into your head. And Shane Beamer's doing that, what, at a better clip than I think even Steve Spurrier ever did? So, I mean, you know, I, I think all signs are pointing towards, uh, you know, where we want to be. I mean, I, I think Shane Beamer's doing everything you need to do. I mean, again, I, I love the fact that the footprint is very wide. It's all over. It's vast. I mean, we love recruiting the DMV. I mean, we love it. We love it. We might as well just plant, you know, another USC satellite campus up there in the DMV. I mean, we might as well. But, uh, no, it's, it's, you know, they've gone all over. And, again, they've also maximized and made it very important to – recruit in the state and I think you're going to continue to see recruiting uh improve and as South Carolina you know I think it's a it's a it's a delicate balance but you need the mix of 
you know, you start to win a little bit more on the field and you start to recruit a little bit better and then you start to win a little bit more then you start to recruit even better. And I think it goes hand in hand, right? Because guys like a Nicholas Harbor, I, I just, I find it hard to believe guys like that. They don't want to play for championships. They don't want to play on teams that are really good where they can really shine and maximize their talents and, and help teams do things that are, that are big, right? I think those guys, they don't really just want to go six and six. So, and most great players probably don't. So, um, I think a, a year like you had in year two, especially the way you finish it out, and even the bowl game, right? You didn't win, but you go toe to toe with a with a brand like Notre Dame, and a game that we all understand who was sitting out and how much of both rosters were were uh, were not playing. So, no, I mean, I, dude, I, I think they're doing all the right things. I mean, I, I think you have to give Shane Beamer. I think what was it, Josh Pate last night gave Beamer an A minus. I give an A, you know, an A A plus, whatever. I think they're doing all the right things on field, off field, recruiting, and. I mean, man, for the 23 class, if you could land Nick Harbor, I mean, what a just keep – you talk about keeping the positive momentum going of, of getting Rattler and Wells back and the guys you signed and you add Nick Harbor. I mean, you thought the hype train was something last summer. Just just wait till this one. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, uh, no, I love their strategy in recruiting. And certainly, to your point, JC and Phil, I think they're doing enough on the recruiting trail to, you know, if they can develop that talent, which so far they've done a fantastic job of doing so uh, – you know, why not? South Carolina is going to continue to climb up, win more games. And before you know it, hopefully we're seeing the Gamecocks in Atlanta in a few years. Yeah, I kind of look at it. I do think it, it, that for this particular season, edge or defensive end, I don't know why we started calling it edge. Who, who decided that? Who decided to start <laughs> I, I calling no it edge? Idea. I have no idea. Edge. I mean, I, I think of you, I think of you too. Hmm. I'm like, well, he, he's <laughs> an edge and he, he's, he's a Bono and he's an Adam Mullen. I mean, come on. But uh, I don't know. You know, it, it, but the edge, so so edge or DN or whatever. I think South Carolina uh, that is a concern. I, I think I think Umi Azulu and Rames are, are really good prospects. They're going to be really good in time. But you, they're freshmen. Um, Jordan Strong's coming off a knee injury. Darrell Dawkins is coming off an injury. Uh, I don't even know who else they got. Really, I'd have to go through the roster. I guess yeah. Brian Thomas Jr. Uh, but he's undersized. So. Uh, Jeff Coat and and one more probably will be a key to that, but uh, you know, so I think that's a that's a that's a position of concern, and, and mm. I think I think you're always going to have those. I also think you know this is interesting to, to me. Half the people that that I talk to go running back is god awful, mm. and then half the people I talk to think nah they're going to be all right. I think it just kind of depends on what people think about Mario Anderson Jr. the, the kid from Newberry. But what are your yeah. thoughts about running back right now? Obviously. And I don't think he's decided yet. Uh, he's committed to Washington, so maybe he decided to stick with it. I haven't checked on him lately. Dylan Johnson from Mississippi State would be a heck yeah. of a pickup. Yeah. But, you know, taking Johnson out of it, you know, what, what mm. would be your thoughts about running back? I, I think there's some what-ifs, but I don't think it's yeah. a lost cause. Yeah, I mean, I, I think based off of who you got right now, I, I think it's certainly a question mark. I think to insinuate otherwise would be – uh, a little bit, a uh, little bit ignorant, probably right. I mean, you got Juju McDowell coming back. Let's not forget. I, I think uh, we all understand his skill set, and he's probably not your twenty to twenty-five carry per game kind of guy, but but certainly he's electric when he gets the ball in his hands. But I mean, outside of that, somebody's got to step up. You know, what is Lavoisier Carroll? I mean, that's my big question. What is he? Right, once thought of as this, or he once was this highly touted prospect. And he goes to Georgia, changes positions, comes back to Carolina. Obviously didn't play. Most were, were excited to see him in the bowl game, but unfortunately the injury kept him out. Um, you know, does Dontavious Braswell, does, can he step up as a true freshman? 
Uh, you mentioned Mario Anderson Jr. Go Wolves, right? The Newberry product. Um, what's the ch- for for any player that makes the jump or makes the transition from different leagues? It's it's you know can he adjust to the SEC speed of the game, physicality, all that different stuff? How quickly? You know how long does that take him? Um, and then yeah, guys. Outside of that, again, it's kind of a mystery. You know, you you got uh, you got Twitty, you've got uh, uh, Turbo Pirate, what was it? Yeah. Turbo Miller. Yeah, I mean, you, you got some other guys, Nathan Harris, Wainick, right? But you start going deep in the depth chart. Uh, of guys realistically who are impact guys and who are not. But, uh, you know, I, I think adding one more, maybe two, would, would be a very good idea for them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a mystery right now for sure. I mean, it, if it came down to, hey, why not put the carry-on joiner back there? I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, you know. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, not the worst idea, right? But, uh, uh, no, realistically, if you can add a Johnson or somebody else, I, I think you'd be, you'd be wise to do so because certainly that position is a position of – you know, of somewhat concern and and if nothing else, uncertainty heading into the year. Yeah, John Whittle actually, uh, shoot, when was this? Uh, beginning of 2020, he mentioned that. Because remember, Lloyd got hurt and Lloyd was supposed to be the starter. And then nobody, you know, Harris and uh, Fenwick were kind of question marks. They both had good years. But, yeah. uh, you know, uh, so Whittle actually mentioned that uh, a couple mm-hmm. of times. So, all right, well, that's good. Well, Chris, we'll let you go. Get on to the Daily Crow. Um it's the Daily Crow, right? Yes, yes. I said Indeed. that right. Okay, because yeah. I, I know you got like different little different things. The Daily yeah, Crow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I guess I'm coming on with you today, right? Yeah, 115, yeah. If you can, yeah, if you can still swing it, my guy, if you can still swing uh, it. Yeah, I can, I can swing it. I just, I remember we, we texted earlier and I forgot to ask you yeah. about that, but that's good. So, so that'll yeah. be good. And um, we always appreciate uh, the energy you bring and the info you bring, man. Uh, uh, this yeah. is episode number 100. Yes, I was going to say, guys, congratulations. I saw that up top, 100 episodes. That's awesome. And also, yeah. I'll leave you with this. Since you were just talking about the edge guys and the defense, you know, mm-hmm. we've been talking about the OC and the offense and obviously Rattler Wells returning. And, and I agree, it's a huge storyline for the year. Big year for Clayton White? I, I think it's a big year, man. I, I think I think the defense needs to take a step, you know, especially the run defense. I'm I just saying, I think it's a big year for Clayton White. So. There, there's certain aspects of the defense that certainly do, and because you can't, what if they go through a year where the turnovers just aren't coming their way? You know, I mean, exactly. and, we saw that in know. the Muschamp era, and it was not pretty. So, I, you know, no, nobody's insinuating that's going to happen, but I just think it's a big year for Clayton White and Jimmy Lindsey. I'll just say that. I, I just that run defense has got to start to show some signs of life, right? It's uh, you know, anyways, we'll see. Yeah, we will. I, that's awesome, man. And yeah. I agree with you too. By the way, that's a, that's been a thought I've been carrying all season. But yeah, that's a yeah. thought I've had too. All yeah. right, bud. We'll talk to you soon, Chris. Thanks so much. All right, JC, Phil, appreciate it. again. Congratulations on a hundred episodes, guys. Y'all deserve all the success. So we'll talk soon. Thanks, bud. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show, bringing it large like he always does. Yes, sir. Um. It was 24-7 and how did it start? So this is a good, good way to end the top, the first hour. I'll tell the story. Man. 24-7 sports. I said, so I got into this business in 04. I went to Rivals.com. Uh, Shannon Terry was the CEO. Uh, worked for them for about three years in their national office in Nashville. Then I went to ESPN. Rivals sold to Yahoo. Shannon got out. And then Shannon got back in. Because the, the business at that time was a little stagnant and stale and you know, how are you going to do this and how are you going to play it? And, you know, it, it was basically kind of a technology play from the standpoint of 
we were looking at like things like crystal ball and recruiter rankings and 24 seven sports composite. Those were all things that were new and specific to 24 seven. Uh, and so I, the big spur went with 24 seven. I went with 24 seven worked in Nashville again for four years. Uh, and then they built it back up. I kind of retired from the national recruiting national office thing and went back to South Carolina, uh, just doing big spur and stuff then. And then they sold it to CBS. Well, I don't know, you know, I, th I think there's enough different about own three to where I understand the play. I haven't talked to Shannon specifically about what that is, uh, but people that work there seem to be all right with it. And just from a consumer standpoint, you know, they're kind of into NIL a lot. They have that valuation thing. Uh, so that's Shannon's third, uh, basically his third or fourth, technically third major, uh, you know, in this space, company in this space. Uh, so, so CBS owns 24-7 Sports now, but that's how it started and got going. Now, TheBigSpur.com is owned by myself and Tony Morrell. Uh, we, we partner with CBS, so, you know, we're not CBS employees. Um, you know, so we, we, own, we actually own our own site and then franchise. It was like a franchise. Like we got the McDowell's franchise. <laughs> we got the Big Mac. South we Carolina. got the Big Mick. <laughs> 76 says he wouldn't mind having Jumpman. Phil Don Staley's working behind the scenes. Uh, I think Don Staley would be a big part of it. Um, Saunders says, go watch the 2014 Auburn game. Still one of the best called games Spurrier's ever had. He had zero confidence in the defense. Went for it on fourth down. Um, yeah, and, and look, don't think for a minute, like, you know, Ellis Johnson was the D.C. for Auburn that year. Don't think for a minute that, you know, Spurrier dialing up plays every single practice because, you know, he acted like it was a game anyway. I mean, he took that mm -hmm. seriously. Uh, don't think that he kind of remembered some of those tendencies, which is why that loss to Tennessee in 2013 was so ridiculous. Because mm -hmm. you win that one, you go to Atlanta, and then you luck out and get to play Auburn in that defense. Mm -hmm. Man, Carolina would have won, and then, then after Urban Meyer lost to Michigan State, the, the Gamecocks were playing in the Rose Bowl. Against FSU for all the marbles? For everything. What could have mm. been? Ah, try not to think about what might have been. It's a sad song. I got a story That's about right. this song, too. Um, Connor says, I'll never forget us beating Vandy by 14 in Nashville. Um, he says, we have the voters fool because we beat Georgia, but we aren't a good football team. Uh, Dylan says, any smoke from Trayon Bridges from East LA Junior College? There's smoke, but I don't think any, I don't know if anything's coming up, coming, coming from it right now. Um, I haven't heard his name. Uh, Brian says, which scenario do you think we show more progress in the SEC next season? Five and three with a win over Georgia or seven and one in second in the East? Seven and one. Um, and, and that's not to say that Georgia's going to be able to just reload and be good again. But man, I don't think Carolina's ever been seven and one in the SEC. So, no, you know, I mean, not even in your best years, you've dropped two games. Now, look, I'll say this: the uh, big wins help you help you more than you know. Iffy losses hurt you. <laughs> you know, like the loss to Arkansas, even though they finished six and six, doesn't hurt you as much as the win over Tennessee and the win over Clemson helped you. So that's a question there. Uh, an evil bougie said, 
Non-sequitur question, is Sam Pittman on thin ice in Arkansas or something? There seems to be rumblings about his job security after a mediocre season, but I view him as Arkansas' Shane, so I want him to succeed. I haven't heard anything about him being on the hot seat. I think there's been a lot of transition in Arkansas this offseason, um, and he'll go from there now. Um, well, it's how you respond, I think, in Pittman's case, and I know you know yeah. the fans are upset, but I don't think anybody inside the building is – got daggers for him or anything but you know he's I, and i think he, listen he's gonna put it together he's gonna put a team together he's gonna field a team that'll you know compete as well as they can against that gauntlet of a schedule that they have i don't know what yeah. their you know out of conference looks like this year but if it's anything like last year then they'll be Jeez. you know playing a game in ann arbor and <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think it gets a little bit easier. But, yeah, and see, that, that's unfortunate what they did with that schedule this year, too, because, you know, they, they're they kind of like uh, Georgia in that they always – that neutral site game against A&M happens every single year. Yeah, um, I, so I, here, I don't agree with that either. I think that's stupid. I mean, I know play, why. Play freaking Jerry, Jerry Jones. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but listen, that, conference game should be home and home. I, I think Florida, Georgia should even be home and home at this point. I, th- I think we've seen enough of Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I bet the LA Chargers have seen enough of Jacksonville. <laughs> well, that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> you know. uh, so, so yeah, the schedule's not nearly as daunting. Western Carolina, Phil, that's the opener. Nope. Yeah, they should um, win that one. <laughs> Kent State. Kent State lost their head coach. He's the OC at Colorado now. BYU. And then at LSU is – oh, LSU game's early. That's usually later in the year. They got A&M at Ole Miss at Alabama. Good God. I know. Uh, Mississippi State. Then they're off. Then they go at Florida. Then Auburn comes to town. Uh, and then they wrap it up with the Florida International Panthers in Missouri at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. So, um that's cool. And this, this thing says Western Carolina here, but also it says War Memorial Stadium, Laramie, Wyoming. I'm wondering if that's, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so that's the Arkansas football schedule for next year. But, man, we talked Arkansas. Like, last, like we talked about Arkansas for like 20 minutes yesterday. So, <laughs> uh, Thanks for your question from the Nanosports chat box. Anyway, we'll be right back after these messages on the show. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope's State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That one, easy. He's got a tiger by the tail, he has. He better hang on too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest 
exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 864- 414-5271 Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Go Cox! Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. We are getting some feedback, JC, from somewhere. It's uh, it's coming for me. It's my headset. It just went dead. It's a Bluetooth, and I'm trying to get it to reconnect. Oh, you're good. Hang on. You get Phil and stereo. Yeah, well, just uh, (laughs) mute my mic here for a second. There we are. All right. So we got everything going from Express Sunrooms in Columbia is who presents the show. John Barber and his team be happy to field any questions you have at 803-446-4662 about enclosing a patio or porch. Also would love to talk to you about a potential backyard retreat for your home. Second hour of the show is as of yet not sponsored. So Gamecock Businesses. Give us a call. No, actually, yeah, soon. That's true. Yeah, we got forgot. We got a lot of, we got a lot of things in the works. JC, it's our hundredth episode, and we're right on the precipice of really just expanding this and making it more and more. Hopefully, everybody will follow us just as solidly as you have been. We can't thank everybody enough for being there with us. I know a lot of you from day one. See a lot of the same names in the. Award-winning Nana's Porch chat box. And, of course, we are eternally grateful to you all and anyone who downloads and listens on any platform. Absolutely, yeah. And, and the, 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 the podcasting uh, part of it has a lot of um, it's a lot of listeners, a lot of listeners. So there's winners and losers from the portal. And we were just talking about Arkansas. Oh, South Carolina's mentioned. Mm. Uh, and I, I disagree with this completely. I don't think South Carolina's been a loser from the portal. Um, I guess if you go by their rankings, which are a work in progress, that, you know, <laughs> um, I, 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 you know, Bell, Birch, Lloyd, Edmund, that's significant. But, but I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't like these articles, the, the winners and losers. And Arkansas is mentioned too, but I, I had a feeling they do that just because of hype. But, you know, I, I, uh, I don't know. You know, I, 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 Phil, I, I think, you know, Birch and Lloyd to me, and, and to a lesser extent, Edmund, because I think he was really coming on. Bell, I don't know. It, it just didn't seem like a good fit to begin with. I mean, Marshawn would still be, uh, you know, a guy that you'd point to as being the starting running back coming back. Birch obviously would be starting at edge. If you don't get Jeffcoat, that's the thing uh, that, that kind of hurts, but. 
I don't know that South Carolina was a loser in the portal outside of like losing names. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you think? Um, you know, I would say the same. I mean, if you're looking at names, obviously we lost some big names from a production standpoint, you know, but there again, when you really dig into it and the actual on field production for the entire year, mm-hmm. I, I think we, we more than, you know, made up for and could probably replace. Um, uh, yeah. You got to love how Austin Stogner is not even mentioned in that. And he was one of the biggest names to move in, you know, and transfer in. I think, you know, in a microcosm, really, it was like everybody talks about how Jaheim Bell's usage was and all of this and that. But the fact that Austin Stogner was not just this elite looking tight end that everyone kind of figured he would be in that system that we were running last year really just speaks volumes to how off the rails offense was see, for most of the thing, season. <laughs> this is a false narrative, though. Other teams have gone poaching. That may be weird doing this thing, but you, when you look at the top 50 of the rankings, so what, what you're doing is you're not only – you're propagating a false narrative about poaching, right, uh, that, that, you know, and, and, and talking about NIL and all this other stuff. And then you're, you're acting like the transfer rankings are like the end-all, be-all. So, so I, I don't agree with this at all, but this is the same person, uh, and, uh, you know, the same writer that, uh, and I'm not going to mention his name, that left uh, Nick and Warrior off the true freshman All-American team. So uh, <laughs> we'll just go from there. Uh, take it with Great a great salt. And, 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 but, I, you know, I'll be honest, Phil, I don't really like doing winners and losers like with sign. To me, it has about as much validity as like NFL draft grades. Or, or yeah, because you just don't know. It has to pan yeah. out. You have to see it play out. Yeah, coaching hire grades are ridiculous. I mean, you know, so I don't know. I think the game is going to be fine. Um, well, we got to talk about something for six months. <laughs> exactly. Um, Michael said, anyone heard anything about Loggins' offense yet? I saw an article about Rattler's, Rattler's first impressions, but I don't want to pay for it. Uh, well, yeah, it's okay. You got to pay for things, man, if you want them. But no, uh I think I think you're going to see a lot of similarities to the last two last three games of the season, um, you know, and, and I say that with caution because, you know that that sounds like the most homerific take in the world. Oh, it's going to be just like when the offense was good, or not when it was bad, and that's not realistic because that's not going to happen. You're not going to go up and down the field every game. Operationally, though, and I'll, I'll include the Notre Dame game because Carolina did have a bad half of offense uh, against ND, um, and so I'll include I'll include the last three, but j- just kind of the way they got lined up, they, they called the plays and they went. Uh, now against Notre Dame, they couldn't run the ball; they got a little pass heavy. But honestly, they couldn't run it against Clemson either, and against Tennessee, they sort of scratched it out a little bit. Um. So they were really more of a pass-happy team for this. I think operational is going to be like that, but they're going to want to be able to run the football a little better uh, next year, and we'll see uh, what how they do it with that. Uh, but that's uh, it's not going to be uh, as complicated and complex and ridiculous as Satterfield's offense was. And I don't think anybody that had brought in here would have tried to do that. Um, no. So that's a good thing. You know, can he call the play in the game? We hadn't called it in college, so we don't know. But we'll see kind of um, – we'll see how it goes. I think you guys will be either happy or severely disappointed, and I'll probably be right there with you if, if you're disappointed. So 
We'll see. Uh, Bruin Nation says people blaming ha ha Paris in half a season with no depth, D2 players, and one kid that's turned 18 that's learning the college game. Don't understand the game. You look at Paris, he knows the issue. Yeah, I think one of the concerns, though, is that they don't play good defense. They don't really, you know, the, the, when they play a defensive team that, that gets in their grill, they don't have an answer. Um, I'm not like, I mean, this is this is Lamont Paris's first year. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, are there some things that maybe concern me a little bit? Yeah. Uh, but, but I, I, and I, and I do agree completely. They don't, they don't, he doesn't have many players, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I think I'm more of like the nine, I'm 90, 10. Uh, I'm not just going to go on and on about no players, leave them alone, whatever. Cause I mean, look, this team beat the ACC front runners and won at Kentucky. Um, it's nuts. I, <laughs> the, the improbability you know, of the wins this year is crazy. And, you know? and sometimes it looks like a complete dumpster fire. So is that coaching? Is that just inconsistent players? I don't know. Uh, but I, I, I'm not ready to fire. I mean, you, you're not firing. You know, you don't, you, no, you got to give him a shot, man. You got to try to build something. So that's the deal there. Um, Clint says, Gigi should have stayed in high school, gone to USNC. Probably would have been better off. Gigi's still a 17-year-old kid. Uh, Bruin says, people wanted to give Frank a lifetime contract to continually miss postseason, but ready to fire Paris in year one of doing the same thing with five times less talent. I don't know. You know, Frank, I thought Frank didn't have any talent. I mean, I just play a devil's advocate here. Some people out there were like, Frank, Frank couldn't recruit. Seems to me like, okay, Frank could recruit, but more importantly, Frank could coach and coach his ass off and keep the thing from sinking. I don't think Lamont Paris is a fourth of the floor basketball X's and O's coach Frank Martin is. But I also don't think many people are. Okay? That doesn't mean he can't win here. He's just got to win a different way and get yeah. players. You know? Now, recruiting-wise... Uh, it's scary if you think about it because, look, man, uh, NIL, as big as it is in football now, and it's getting bigger, unfortunately, basketball is like three years ahead of them. So that's that's the deal there. Um, so that's that. I mean, that's the thing right there. So I don't know how he's going to recruit. I'm, I'm 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 wondering about him being able to get enough talent in uh, to do it now with Frank Martin. You know, he he would he had a, a nice habit of finding guys. And, and and they were just good enough to get to that 17, 18 win mark <laughs> uh, and all that. So, um, you know, but I'm, I'm not throwing Lamont Paris under the bus. I'm just saying, you know, look, some of this stuff, you know, a lot of folks, you know, were saying one thing last year, now they're saying another. How about that? I'll get off basketball for a minute, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Frank says Frank in the Frank's in the chat box. Frank Machia, Mizzou sabotage. <laughs> sabotage. Uh, Bruin says if it's year three, we look bad, not making a move in the right direction. I say we move on, but no one with any common sense or basketball knowledge can blame this season on Paris. I'm not. There's no, just not, at all. Not I'm just saying there's no. sometimes they don't look well coached, but we're also used to seeing them being pretty damn well coached, right under Martin. Everybody's like, Wharton can't cut. That wasn't true. Hmm. That wasn't true. Yeah, I never yeah. got that criticism of Frank. It was just, you know, 
My whole take on that was, well, sometimes it's defense specifically hard to execute. <laughs> that yeah, requires he, a lot of he, thought. <laughs> and he yelled and screamed and cussed. That was it. Yep. Yeah, and, and you um, didn't like him because he was a mad-looking guy on the sideline. He was, yeah. You know, not, not, that's weird. Uh, Craiger says, I think Beamer's worst recruiting rankings will be 12 to 15. He has a high floor the way he and his staff recruits. Yeah, the rankings, though, Craiger, it depends on who else everybody else gets, and it, it kind of goes into it. Uh, Kweezy says he thought Newberry was the Indians. Nope, they changed that, just like the Washington Redskins changed the Commanders. Yep, same reason. Yeah. Um, Indians got canceled, Queasy, Krager said. <laughs> yep. Um, Frank Machia comes back. Congratulations on the 100. The dozen I watched were great. Lance Player comes in the house. What up, Killers? How we doing? What, what up, up, Lance? Lance? Uh, Brandon asks, is Hank Manos and Wyatt Campbell returning next year? My understanding is both are done. Mm. Um Lance says the inside the game crash tailgate party going to be lit if we make it happen. The cold bush lattes will flow. I'm working on it. Charlotte game one, and see, yeah. we'll know far at night. Like if it's a if it's a noon kickoff, I'll probably punt to another game, <laughs> which gets more tricky. Uh, but if it's any time afternoon, uh, it's on, and uh, I'm gonna start scouting out some spots. It'll be a Carolina Rise, Gamecock, the show, Big Spur, Tailgate, that kind of thing. Craig says Arkansas lost 26 players in the transfer portal since December, yeah. Yeah, talk about uh, – I mean, there are much worse losers in the portal than South Carolina this year, for sure. I understand they got names going, you know, and they don't know – they don't know who the other players are, which, which is the problem. Like, if I were working and evaluating the portal and trying to talk about this – I would feel really weird going after names every day, like like latching on to those names from recruiting because things have changed so much. You know? Yeah, so. I thought about that. I'm like, how do you, you know, evaluate a portal sophomore who has maybe seen some special teams action in two years? But beyond that, the only thing you've been able to see is, you know, is huddle film. Who's to say that mm -hmm. kid's still a star, you know, or hasn't, you know, moved up or down, you know? That's true. Now, now there are some things I like. I mean, yeah, the kid from Newberry is ranked a high three-star in the portal. The kid from Western Kentucky is a low four. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I, I like that. Uh, I, I sort of like that, um, quite frankly, the kid from Florida that, that transferred in the tight end, I think he's actually lower than he was as a recruit. Uh, and I agree with that because so far, you know, no stats, hadn't done much, that kind of thing. But it's hard. I mean, it, that has to be one of the hard. And that, that's why I tell people to just like don't worry about the the portal actual rankings. You know, just don't don't worry about that. Just uh, um, accept it, like it for what it is, and you know, it, it, it's one of those things that can't hurt you. But but this notion that. Oh, look at all these players from South Carolina that left and what a difference a year. And you got a picture of Beamer burying his head in his hands. Look, man, that's not reality in South Carolina. No. Yeah. <laughs> they, they 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 were a little taken aback that Lloyd left, as we all should be, because if Marshawn Lloyd could ever stay healthy, he could put a whole season together. He's a special player. Uh Jaheim Bell is a special player if you use him the right way. Okay. Uh, Jordan Birch is an average defensive end in the SEC, as is Gilbert Evans. Um, unfortunately, 
you know, Carolina is struggling right now at, 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 to replace average. Uh, and so the deal there, you know, so, um, and look, that, come on, another Jordan Birch. I'm not saying that, and I, I've praised him and defended him. I've said he's gotten a lot better. Was was he ever a five-star player? No. Was he ever anything but average for an SEC defensive end? Absolutely not. You know, but Carolina, like I said, struggling to replace average. Somebody said there uh, in the Nana Sports chat box as we roll on, um, coming to a baseball Jared says, come to watch a baseball game weekend. What series would you say is a must-go? Let me look. Let me pull out my Magic 8 ball here. Man, I like kind of like in that Florida series at the end of April. Yeah, that'd be a good time. It won't be too hot either. Two good yeah. teams. LSU's always a fun series, too, just because they bring fans for baseball. Um, game guys have a pretty, uh, I wouldn't say light, light opener. Um, they've got, uh, they got at Georgia. Georgia's been pretty tricky for them in baseball at times, but then they have Missouri at home. Chance to get off to a good start in the SEC this year. And really, talking to uh, Bradford yesterday, he was kind of laughing about the, the non-conference. My gosh. Yeah. UMass, <laughs> they open with UMass Lowell, then they play Winthrop, then they play Queens, then they play University of Pennsylvania, then North Carolina A&T, uh, Clemson, then Citadel Upstate, and you got three – with powerhouse Bethune Cookman and one mm. with PC before you go to yeah, Mark Keeson said I'm not having a losing record in the non-conference this year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm planning <laughs> on not losing very many non-conference games this coming season, so mm-hmm. we fix that there. Um, but yeah, all right. So uh, Meredith has a uh, Nana Sports chat box message. LPG LPGA event this weekend has celebs playing with LPGA players: Tom Glavin, Emmett Smith. Greg Maddox, hey, there's two Braves pitchers from the glory days. Mm-hmm. Roger Clemens, et cetera. And our guy Sterling Sharp is playing. Nice. Thank you. All right. Uh, Clint says, to this point, JC, do you think we have a net gain, net loss, or about equal as far as portal losses and pickups go? I think it's about equal. Well, let me back up. I can't say that and be honest right now. Right now. Um because you lost your two starting DNs, and that was already a thin spot. Yeah. And uh, so, so, yeah, you know, like, look, can you – people look at it and go, oh, Jordan Birch is a five-star. You're not going to be able to replace that talent. That's not true. In fact, if Jeff Cope came in, uh, I think South Carolina upgraded. And you can't say anything different because if you watched them, both of them play over the years – Jeff Coates, the better SEC player, bottom line. Yeah, yeah. same um, competition, too. So it's a that's a fairly yeah. easy comparison to make. If Jordan Strong – and Jordan Strong, they didn't get him out of the portal this year, but if Jordan Strong comes back and plays well, they're, they're not going to – they'll miss Edmund for depth. And then you got the two four-stars coming in early. But right now, yeah, you lost your two starting DNs. You had not replaced them. So I'd, I'd say net loss at this point, but it's not that far away from being a net gain. Um you know, and like I think like, people were talking, like they were getting, you know, credit last year for landing Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells. Nobody said anything about Juice Wells. We we so we talked about Juice Wells nationally. It didn't even register. So, um, <laughs> and a lot of y'all on here were like, well, at least from James Madison, it's a different level of competition that we play here. 
It is, but it is. But I think I think he proved to be pretty good. Uh, yeah, it worked um, out pretty decently. Craiger says Knox is a better true tight end than Bell. And Dylan Johnson's proven himself at the SEC level and stayed much more healthy than Lloyd. Have they have they gotten Dylan Johnson here in the last 20 minutes? Because if they had, that's great. But, yeah, I, I hope that they would get him. Uh, Meredith says Tom Glavin's a great golfer. Uh, Michael says, did you see the news on Spencer Sanders going to Ole Miss? How do you make sense of that? They already have Dart and a transfer Walker Howard from LSU. I think people want to play quarterback for Lane Kiffin. I I never, you know, Jackson Dart was, I think, 24-7. Here we go. Jackson Dart was the number one player in the portal last year. No. I don't think he necessarily played like it, so – uh, yeah, Walker, Howard, and Spencer Sanders probably beat him out. That's my guess. Uh, Brian Beatty goes, wait, is Juju McDowell Irish? True, mm. huge. McDowell, mm. certainly an Irish name. McDowell. Tim, Tim rolls. Uh, he's Tim's chiming in from down under, by the way. He's like, good night, clowns. Yeah, Thought morning, I'd chime Tim. in before heading back to sleep. Good night. <laughs> so... Joel says, uh, uh, negative Joel or realistic Joel, Carolina couldn't handle UNC Greensboro last year. Don't count those chickens before the hatch. Dude, I'm going to tell you this right now. UNC Greensboro is a powerhouse compared to Queens and Massachusetts, Lowell, and Bethune-Cookman. Dude, I'm looking at it going, I see what you're doing, Mark Kingston. I see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So Clint says Sanders is better than Dart. I agree. Gamecock fan, is Stone Blanton still going to play baseball at South Carolina? Probably not this year. I mean, but I don't – he wasn't going to play this year anyway. So that's the deal there with that. All right, got to hit a break. We'll be back uh, here uh, after this on the show. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues. And I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts. But I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low, too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. You can't handle the truth! Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Yep, time to get back to the show. Shoot. All right, my man. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John and his team a call to talk about some additions to your house or property at 803-446-4662. And JC, I was going back to the Nanosports chat box to a question from Quantrell that I thought was pretty good. Nice. That we just kind of missed. Sometimes the chat box gets flowing so fast we miss some good ones here. But Quantrell, how much would a championship validate the program just in terms of the national perspective? How would it rank to other programs in the SEC? Would it be considered a better job than, say, Auburn, A&M? What, what, does, a, what does a football national title do for brand recognition? Ah, just... Uh... I mean, it's immense <laughs> because you, the, we've had to yeah. r- run the real gauntlet of the you know conference that we're in. A, B. I mean, you know, the, uh, yeah. I was gonna say I, just I, doing it out of the east. I mean, it puts you up there with Georgia, Florida, Tennessee. I think yeah. It, it also. Uh... It puts you in a, a situation where you're like one of the big six all of a sudden because, you know, you, you probably, uh, you know, and they can't, they put A&M in the big seven and they, they won like the Pepsi Cola national championship or something back in the day. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it would be huge. It, it would be a breakthrough. It's just hard because nobody's done it. I mean, yep. nobody's even won the SEC outside of those six schools. This is 1963. Now, I think Kentucky tied for it one year. Uh, so I guess that counts, but then they got probation and they stripped them uh, of it. But, you know, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, Auburn, Alabama, those have been your schools that have won the titles uh, in this league. So uh, it's hard. Now, you can win a division. Like, uh, like I was talking about, Arkansas has won three Wests, uh, Missouri's yeah, Missouri. won two, yeah. South Carolina's won one, Mississippi State's won a West. But um, it, it, it's very difficult. So, yeah, you're talking about, Quantrell, one of the most difficult, challenging things to do in sports. Uh, and so I think that uh, – I think it would definitely elevate the program. But, but I think, I think you know, you you got to crawl sometimes before you can walk. I mean, you know, you, you, winning those games like, like Tennessee. Like, man, it's been – I was trying to think. The last time South Carolina won – in prime time on ESPN in a big way. Uh, that was probably Georgia in 2012, which yeah. is a legendary game people still right. talk about. Uh, you know, and so, and winning in that, that was a blowout too, you know. So winning that Tennessee game with the spotlight on the program and, you know, whether or not those people were tuning in to see the Vols or not, you know, the Gamecocks, I mean, people still talk about that, and being Clemson the next week was huge too. Uh, things like that help uh, and, and get you more toward the journey. I mean, and, I, and I've gone back and looked at this because you know what are the pro, like what are the programs around college football that have ascended over the years? And Phil, there's not that many. Uh, college football is basically like haves and have-nots, and the haves go up and down, and everybody's wondering what's wrong. And then when one of the have-nots has a good season, it's like, oh, this is a great. Great year at Kentucky going eight and five, you know. Um, so, so who's broken through? Uh, well, um, with a champ national championship, it's been Clemson. 
Uh, yeah. Rem- reminder that Clemson did have the one in 81, but then they kind of went through the wilderness for 20 years uh, and were just kind of a, I don't know, a, an ACC team that had dreams, dreams of winning the ACC one day and was just pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, and they ascended and, and broke back three. So I don't even know if that's a, but that that's the only program I can think of that's gone from like division hopeful, like we hope to win the Atlantic to, well, we, we should win the national championship. This year. Yeah. Uh, Oregon would be a school that's ascended through the years because they were awful. Um, that took a long time. <laughs> and, and, right. and, co- and coaching consistency because Rich Brooks was there 17 years. He They snuck into the Rose Bowl. And then Mike Bellotti was on his staff and took over him. Then Mike Bellotti hired Chip Kelly. And Chip Kelly took over Mike Bellotti. And they had it rolling. And then Mark Helfrich took over Chip Kelly and played for a national title. And they got fired. <laughs> uh, two years later by going four and eight. Uh, so Oregon's kind of been a school, that, that a program that's done that. Um, who else? I, Virginia Tech under Frank Beamer ascended. They and they get, Like Oregon, they played for it, but they only played for it once. Kansas State uh, was the worst program in the country before Bill Snyder took it over. Uh, and, hey, they won the Big 12 this year. They're still collecting trophies, but – you know, they were knocking on the door one year when I think I think it was they had Michael Bishop and lost to Texas A&M uh, in mm-hmm. San Antonio uh, and it knocked them out of the national title picture. So, you know, Colorado once upon a time ascended and then descended. And who knows what they'll do with Prime. So, I mean, there's just very few examples of it. It's, it's basically like in college football, just about everybody kind of knows their role and and goes yeah. from there. So it, it, it's so difficult to do. Yeah, for sure. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I hope that answers your question. Uh, hey, Rodney says, hey, JC, what happened to Keith? Is he coming back home? He was on Monday. Yeah, we had Keith on. Uh, Clint says the beginning of the baseball schedule is this bad. If they don't start 16-2, and two, something's wrong. <laughs> JD <laughs> says the, the original best comedy ever. Um, and Evil Bungie says, man, y'all got to turn down that you can't handle the truth transition. <laughs> we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to so change we'll... a lot of our treatments and, and whatnot. <laughs> um, JB says, didn't see the second one yet. I was worried it might ruin the first one for me. The original Coming to America was one of the all-time best. I'll say this about that, the, the sequel. It was kind of like a lot of nostalgia. Like the story was just kind of like C minus. You know, unlike Top Gun Maverick, which I thought was a really interesting case study in like the lives of the people from the first one, you know. Right. I I I thought Top Gun Maverick was compelling from a character standpoint, quite frankly. And, and, And Penny Benjamin, who just got a reference in the first one, is a main character becoming Kenny a main Benjamin. character that was great like, yes, yeah. that was that was genius and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that you know now look just like in the first one the the, the military operation was just kind of like all of a sudden it's like we got this military operation dun, 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 <laughs> you know and it, it's kind of <laughs> hokey but um yeah but but unlike that one i, I thought coming to america too was just sort of nostalgic I, and i kind of felt sad because james from good times 
and James Earl Jones both are getting old, and that makes me sad. It does. It was. It was just like an homage to the characters, I thought. You know, not little, you know, because obviously they didn't put a lot of thought into the story. <laughs> but it was good to see all of those characters on screen again. <laughs> My son. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a little bad, but hey, sexual chocolate's in it, and that was good, and that surprised me. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happened there. Jeff Fowler says we used to be like that in baseball, 16 and 2. Yeah. It's a big year. Uh, Chris was talking about how next year will be a big year for Clayton White and the Gamecock defense in football. I think it's a bit, obviously a big year for Mark Kingston. And the the issue is, yes, I think they've got pitching, and, and they do. It's going to be really good pitching. Um, but you, the, the people are tired of not seeing the bats. Yeah, it is. It's just, you know, you got to score some runs. Mm, it's, it's tough. I mean, it, it's kind of ridiculous. But uh, – yeah, we'll see what happens with them. Hopefully they uh, they do that. Michael Ray says, Phil, your script reading is top-notch. <laughs> script. Phil, Phil's reading from the part of first script. What script? What script? You know, you know, um, I appreciate that, Michael. Yeah, it's all from the heart. <laughs> Joel says, baseball does not have a winner mentality among the players. Yeah, I'm, I'm, honestly, you're right. Realistic, Joel. I've been looking for that for a while from this baseball program. Um, and maybe we were spoiled because Tanner kind of demanded that. And Tanner's not the coach anymore. So I, don't well, I, think, I think that speaks to some of the greater concerns about Kingston, JC, because that mentality comes from the top down. Yeah. And if you're not seeing it on the field, then it, the safe assumption is to think that it's not, you know, coming from – the head coach, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm putting a lot of faith in Monty coming back. I think that will do wonders for this program, and we should see improvement. I would say this year for sure. I agree. I, I think Monty Lee is going to be a big addition to it. I, I'll say this too uh, about this that winning mentality, that resilience. Look, guys, there's never been a good South Carolina team in any sport, at least at least the sports we all, you know, talk about, um, that wasn't resilient and tough. <laughs> Think about this. And, and you can say, well, J.C., isn't that every sport captain obvious at every school? No. You'll have teams that are just really talented, you know, that, that just kind of, you know, go th- they can turn it on and off. Um uh, I don't think South Carolina's ever been in that situation. Uh, but, you know, baseball, football, men's basketball, women's – the women's team – all right, so there's an example. The women's team, talented as they come, getting more talented by the day. What are they, though? They're a smothering defensive basketball team that doesn't always shoot the ball that well. <laughs> and they win national championships that way. So – yeah, I think there's certain things at certain schools where you, you look for it and you can kind of tell if a team's got it or not. You know, this year's football team had some moments where you sat there and you're like, how tough are you guys? Come on. And then you, you had others where it's like, well, God, these guys are really resilient and got up off the mat. Um, and I'm not saying defense, uh, you know, it's all got to be defensive oriented or whatever, but 
I think that all the good teams around Carolina, all those baseball teams Tanner had that were good, you know, all the Frank's Final Four team, the McGuire era in basketball, Dawn Staley's era now, uh, the Spurrier teams were very, very mentally tough and resilient uh, and physical. So that mentality, you know, if baseball is ever going to come back to where everybody wants it, you know, that has to be in place, you know. Uh, is Mark Kingston the guy to get him there? I don't know. I hadn't seen it so far, uh, but we'll see sort of what happens um, with that. All right, final break right here on Inside the Game Gamecocks the show. We'll be back to wrap it up on a Thursday, Phil and I will, uh, after these messages. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. I've been expecting you, Mr. Powers. Sometime in the near future, there's a good chance I'll move back to my home area of the upstate of South Carolina. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's nobody I would use to help me find a new home except Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane, located in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a diehard Gamecock. 864-414-5271. Give Cindy a call. 864-414-5271. A proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Hey, Mo Cobble here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to the show, everybody. The final segment of the 100th episode is, of course, brought to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. See, that's what I get for getting a compliment. Now I'm going to fumble it up and just mm-hmm. <laughs> bounce all over my words and just can't get it out of sorry, my mouth. Sorry, it goes, brother. And John Barber. No, yeah. Call John and his team at Express Sunrooms in Columbia, 803-446-4662, to talk about a potential... Backyard retreat for your home and close a porch or a patio. And if you mentioned that you heard it here, John will extend a $500 discount to you off of your project. Very nice of him to do that. It is indeed. It is indeed. He's a good guy. Anyway, so uh, welcome back in to the show. 
Uh, here we are right here. Uh, that music has a saloon feel to it. <laughs> what kind? We'll, we'll see what kind of saloon, like a futuristic saloon. Like, I kind of picture that music is kind of like, uh, like, like a saloon, but like in the future. Like when you have like robotic cowboys and stuff. I don't know. Maybe not. It's light and bouncy. Know. It's... <laughs> It is light and bouncy. Seventy six says used to have used to have a winning mentality that energy and desire showed in their play on the diamond. Now there's a lot to be desired. Hoping for a turning around this year, Monty was the best addition possible. All right, uh, Joey has a random question with the transfers. Would you rather lose Wells, Rattler, DeCarry, and Joiner and keep Bell, Lloyd, Birch, uh, or what happened with it the other way around? Um, I thought Wells and Rattler were the two most important returnees. I think everybody else can be replaced. Yeah. So that that was the thing. You threw Joyner in there, I, you know. Uh, unless he plays quarterback, you know. I know everybody likes him, but uh, I wouldn't count him as a key returner. I think he's a nice returner. And who knows, the, the light may come on better at receiver this year, and he may have a really good year at receiver. But uh, quarterback's where he's a difference maker. Uh, to carry on, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Dell Loggins uses him. He's going to use him like the Irish use him. That's right. Joiner. That's what we're going to do to carry on, Joiner. Uh, give me some taters and an ale. Um, oh, by the way, so yesterday uh, that, that uh, clown Clemson uh, Twitter account, Shadow or whatever, said I was a, what it was in. Uh, <laughs> Shadow hot of mess. his mother's upright yeah, freezer. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> hot mess, neck beard, tough guy, right? <laughs> so I got a, I got a request. Uh, Hale sent it to me, and he's like, uh, "Do, do, um, do this, you know." Touchdown, Carolina! Touchdown, hot mess, neck beard, tough guy. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Hurt me. Hurt me. <laughs> Probably not my best Todd because I kind of got put on side. Touch a hot mess. <laughs> He's down to the hot mess. 24 years old, tough guy, neck beard. Ah, oh, hurt me. <laughs> Whoa. That's right, Todd. <laughs> now, if you could get a Tommy in there too, that would be good. I need, I need to work on some Tommy. That way we can. Todd, I, 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 I have to just point out that I don't. I don't believe the neck is actually on the. The beard is actually on the neck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe the. I don't believe the beard is actually. That's funny. I don't, Todd. I, I don't. I don't actually believe that the beard is on the neck. I'm doing pretty good, Tommy. Is it still a beard That's if it's on his neck? No, that was good. That was good. <laughs> anyway, touchdown. Uh, Clint says the Burgesson commercial is what he's for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. That, that one's going. The Burgesson team. Uh, yeah, that one, yeah. Uh, they're being replaced. You know, I love Adam and, and the Burgesson team, though. We certainly appreciate them advertising with us the first uh first thing but that's that's not one you know savor those they're like old mcdonald's commercials you'll look back one year and miss them like y'all remember you deserve a break today so let's get out and get away i missed that the fry that's guys 
<laughs> McDonald's. Oh, the frog. Just they were my crazy. favorite. The fry guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the HR puffin stuff. People sued McDonald's over that, and that's why we don't have McDonald's land anymore. It's like uh, I don't know. I guess HR puffin stuff would be like the equivalent of either the Antichrist for civilization, <laughs> or like uh, the Nothing for the never-ending story, or uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? The Dip, the guy with the Dip, who destroyed right. Toontown. That's what mm-hmm. HR Puffin stuff is one of those three things to McDonald's and it pisses me off. Anyway. Um, Twisted Rooster says he finally cleaned his phone screen and just noticed Phil really doesn't have hair. <laughs> yeah, Welcome to the party, Rooster. Man, your, your, your phone screen must have been dirty as you know what, man. Goodness gracious. Uh, Jeff Fowler says, JC, are y'all getting the storm we just had that came through Denver? It's raining a little bit here. I haven't checked the forecast, my man. I probably need to because I'm sitting here in shorts and a t shirt. Uh, and, and my weather app's gone. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm done with Apple. Okay. I just updated my nah. phone. They've taken the damn calendar off the front, the weather off the front. Why, why do I need you? Why do I need to sit here and look at the, uh, the iTunes store? Uh, I don't buy any music anyway because I pay you $10 a month for it. Um, you know, why, why, why do I need that? Where's my calendar and my weather? What happened to my calendar and my weather? And my weather. It's bad enough. The counter, counter's done been gone for like two months. I got to search for it and pull it up. I don't know what date it is half the time because I'm getting used to it because I'm a moron. It's Thursday, January 19th, by the way. And now the, weather's, right. the weather app's gone. Poo poo. Uh, anyway, uh, Brian says if y'all do a tailgate game one, I'm there like skin wear. Have C Philly wear a black tank top and a sunburn. <laughs> I think, I think old Chris probably stopped yeah. by. <laughs> Chris probably has his own thing going on, but I think we can get him to stop by. Um, Quantrell says he hadn't been back to McDonald's since they got rid of the snack wrap. Hashtag mm. priorities. Man, I'm with you. That snack, that was good. That, that, that thing was actually good. Yeah. The kid, see, anybody. With a little like, chicken finger inside of it, those? Little yeah. chicken finger, a little, it was a little nice. It was like a little snacky kind of, it was kind of like a soft shell taco from Taco Bell, but but without the taco meat, you know, I think. <laughs> little ranch. Uh, Clint's having a peanut butter sandwich, sun chips, and a Kit Kat for lunch. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, Greg says, congrats on the 100th episode club. You guys are great. Oh, and Greg, I got your PM on Big Spur today and uh, got your uh, stickers coming in the mail. So there you go. Uh, Marion points out he's all Android and the wife wants him to go Apple. No. Yeah, you Android people are holdouts, but you may end up being right. (laughs) But you might be right. That's not saying you're wrong. You may end up being right. You're not wrong. As we go through the, uh, we're, we're living through the platform wars and we don't even know it, like the soda yeah. wars of the 80s. <laughs> I hope they don't come out with like new Apple and then they have to go to like Apple Classic. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Just don't stop overthinking it. That, that's why, why are you over the, you know, people need basic things on their phone and the calendar and the weather. That's one of them, two of them. Well, right? geez, there's so many, you know, people in Silicon Valley right now losing their jobs. So they have to come up with some changes to, you know, enforce in there and <laughs> maintain their relevance. That way they don't get booted to the curb. 
I work with people for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what is it that you do here? Uh, uh, um, hi, Peter. Yeah. Well, yeah. Lumber. Great actor. That guy, Gary Cole's a great actor, by the way. Uh, not many people know that Lumberg and Office Space was the same guy that played Ricky Bobby's dad in Talladega Nights. You're right. And Mr. Brady in the Brady Bunch movie. So there we go. Uh, Apple snobs, you know. Uh, it, it goes, you physically take the documents to the customer? No! <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Quantrell has a question. This is very important. J JC, Chick-fil-A or Zaxby's? I, I didn't realize I'd be able to use the word estranged in this in this in this uh, in this yeah, episode. But nice. I am sort of estranged from both of them. There's no Zaxby's where I'm at. I can just forget that right now. You got to go. I think they have some in Illinois, but you got to go down toward the tip at the end. That's actually the south. You know, I, 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 I funny story. I've told this before. I cross we cross the border. You know, because we're coming up from Atlanta, driving all night across the border. The air's cooler. I mean, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Illinois, so I'm expecting here. Hey, how you doing? I walk in there. It's in Carbondale, or southern, the Salukis of Southern Illinois. This is where they're at. Walk into the gas station. Like, hey, how you? I'm like taking it back. I'm like, ah. I mean, aren't I in Illinois? Yes, what's Illinois? It's Carbondale. What you doing? Doing good. All right, well, you. How you been? Huh? Oh yeah, my cigarette price is pretty good here, right? I'm preschool. Okay. In Chicago? Yeah, that's a long way away. <laughs> so anyway, but there's a Zaxby's in that part of Illinois, is my point, Quantrell. So, and then the Chick-fil-A is, is nowhere near where I live. They have one in Orland, which is about 15 minutes. It's near the mall, shopping area, all that. And then they have another one in like Darien or Bolingbrook, which is the other direction. And then the one in Bolingbrook's not even like right off the highway where, you, you know, where, where everything else in Bolingbrook is. It's way the hell down in the other part of Bolingbrook. And DoorDash doesn't deliver from Chick-fil-A anymore. So I'm oh. estranged from both. But, you know, I think I'd lean a little more towards Chick-fil-A, but I love them both. Because um, I get different kinds of things at Zaxby's. I'll get like the... And I used to live across from the Zaxby's in Greenville. Yeah. On, um, yeah, right down right there. Heading Church out Street. towards Tosp Church Street, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's different. But uh, gun to my head, I'd go Chick-fil-A, but Zaxby's... Oh, you know, like they're, I, I really got into eating their club because I'm a big fan of, of two things, Texas toast, crinkle cut fries. Oh, well, there you go. Mm. Texas that's, toast, crinkle cut fries. You walk into a Zaxby's, Texas Zaxby's toast. <laughs> right there, right there, laid right out in front of you there. I like yeah. Zaxby's, uh, what is it? The, uh, oh, they do the, uh, I'm a Zaxby's person, but I'm trying to think of the sandwich I usually get. Is it like the, I don't know, it's the grilled Cajun chicken sandwich. Why can I not? I that's Cajun good. club. I, that's it. Oh, yeah, it was delicious. Yeah, I, get the, I get the fried Cajun club, or the, the club there, it's, but it's, it's good. 76 says, everyone here needs to wear more flair, some Carolina Reds flair. So do you, don't you want to express yourself? I thought you wanted to express yourself. So do you uh, want Craig to just said, do the bare minimum? <laughs> just do the bare minimum? Uh, Meredith comes in and says, you guys asked me about Zestos versus Bernie's on air. I didn't want half the fan base to hate me. So I declined to answer. Yeah. 
Somebody like told somebody on the chat box to go to Bernie's Chicken or something, and they loved it. Um, well, I just don't eat at Bernie's. That way, I can't have an opinion. I'm like, I don't know which one's better. I've never had Bernie's, so you know, hate me if you will. <laughs> I've only had Zesto's, and it was delicious. And I'm sure Bernie's is just as delicious, if not better. Speaking of Bernie's, I tricked Nat this weekend. Uh, we were like, gonna, we're getting in bed, long day, and I was watching where we were watching a movie. I'm like, all right, babe, I've got a, a fantastic whodunit movie for you. <laughs> and I turned it on, and she figured it out. She started laughing her butt off. It was weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Which, oh, by yeah, the way, I remember you texting. <laughs> I did. I text Phil at the night. I was like, told Nat it was a classic <laughs> whodunit. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's, which, by the way, the first time I watched Weekend at Bernie's, I laughed my butt off. I'm oh, it's crazy. hilarious! It's it's still funny now. Hey, burn, hey, burn, burn! And I'm like, how do people add Andrew McCarthy? That character in that movie, and I respect the work of Andrew McCarthy because he was in what Saint Elmo's Fire, Breakfast Club. Was he in Breakfast Club? Uh, I think so. Uh, and also the uh, everlasting classic Mannequin. Um. But his character, we get at Bernie's. If somebody had it like that around me, I'd just smack the pee out of him. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up, guy? Hey, buddy. Oh, my God. Oh, oh guess what? Hey, Kevin, let's go. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Burn. Oh, oh, oh. It's like EMF. He's like the EMF of 80s movies. Characters. Oh, ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> corrects me. He says he's in Breakfast Club. No, he was not. Uh, I was just sitting here thinking it was not. I can always count on Clint. Right, so Clint also says, have you tried Huey Magoo's on Wade Hampton? Yeah, so I have tried Huey Magoo's on Wade Hampton, and I enjoy their buffalo sauce more than I like Zaxby's. <gasps> yes, it's good. It's got a little bit more awesome. spice in it than the tongue torch. It's nice. You don't have to go crazy with like nuclear or something like that. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I mix things up. I need to have notes. Like, I need to make notes before the show. Uh, especially with names lately. My God, have you guys noticed that? Yeah, because, like, of course, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, on the 100th episode, we would dive into, you know, John Hughes movies. But, <laughs> even, even, like, with recruits now, have you guys noticed, and this is kind of some self-scouting on my part here, have you guys noticed I've been sitting here saying the kid from this school and the kid from oh, that yeah, school? That's true. That's true. Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin. <laughs> Eddie Griffin. <laughs> I mean, dude, guys, I... Uh, during around this time of year when I was doing recruiting at, at 24-7 ESPN Rivals, I would go on all these radio shows, and I would just do all this from memory. And I'd know their high school, their name, whatever. I mean, even Especially if it was about Carolina, I could just go on and on and on. I'm worried about myself a little bit. But it's actually probably because uh, I'm inundated with names, with Carolina Rise and stuff. So I'm like, oh, who's who, who's who? So I don't know. Maybe I'm brain short-circuiting. But i got to clean that up. So I'm going to start making notes. Uh, but some of these guys' names are – I'm just now learning how to pronounce Umi Azulu. But I bet I get it before Todd. <laughs> it's a big sack from Gilbert Edmund. I mean, no, uh, check that. Desmond Uge Zuko yeah, it's Umi Azulu, Todd. Uh, yeah, it's a great play for the young freshman coming off the edge. And really, really, we yeah, got him in the backfield there. Like, Thanks, Tommy. Oh, that hurt me. 
Craig says they're too many to keep up with with high school in the portal. Yeah, but I, I should yeah. do better, man. I said the kid from Western Illinois. I mean, it, come on. I'm disappointed in myself. Anyway. <laughs> Don't beat yourself up. Todd will say it. You, me, oh, Zulu. You, me, oh, Zulu. <laughs> That's how I'd write it out. You, me, oh, Zulu. I need to feed my turtle, man. There's something wrong with her. Anyway. I got great crabs in Maryland, Todd. <laughs> yeah, great crabs in <laughs> I'd love to that Tommy do readers, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, like going and being like, uh, you know, like he does a reader. Like, hey, let's come down to Joe's Crab Shack for... T- Two ninety nine. Uh, all you can eat coconut shrimp. Uh, oh, y- yummy! Oh. <laughs> coconut shrimp are delicious. <laughs> Touchdown, coconut shrimp. Anyway, we gotta go. We got U- Uzman Desi Azulu. I, I love that Ooh. though. Yeah, Clint. Yeah, Uzman Desi Azulu. Seventy-six chaps and I like turtles. I do too. Poor Lizzie, she's inside. I gotta pour more water in this I thing. It's turtles. ridiculous. I keep. It's one of those things I keep meaning to do, and I just get sidetracked. But anyway, uh, okay. So for Phil Mullinex, JC Sherbert, we're gonna jump off here. We certainly appreciate Chris Phillips joining us today. Uh, probably a free for all Friday tomorrow, Phil. Just me and you chilling. Yeah, let's chop it up with the Nano Sports chat box again. We'll talk about yeah. anything and everything. Y'all know us. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I think there's some vis- vi- I think there's visitors coming in this weekend too. So we'll preview the recruiting weekend. Talk more ball. Hopefully there. Hopefully there's a Jeff Coat resolution. Doubt it will be. I'm not that lucky, but uh, and, and even if it is, it won't turn out well, and I'll just be pissed off. But uh, anyway, we'll talk about a bunch of stuff. Um, coming tomorrow and uh as normal and we appreciate you guys uh being patient with us this week and certainly uh looking forward to till we meet again right here inside the game the show have a great day everyone